like a rushing wind, like a wave of fire. However you want, however you want, come like a rushing wind and like a wave of fire. However you want. Welcome to Wind of Revival, a podcast about the very best of spirit-filled prayer topics and the word of God from the vast teaching of prayer by an intercessor and a life coach, a man who's passionate about prayer and equipping people to pray. Each time you will hear mind-blowing sermons as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Now here's your host, Ajiman Kwame Sakodie. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into today's episode. In the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you that always you've been with us. We thank you that any time we call unto you, Father, you hear us and you answer us. We are grateful, Lord, for everything that you have done, for what you are doing and what you are yet to do even in the lives of your people today in the mighty name of the lord jesus we pray for understanding we pray that lord you will enlighten us even to grasp your word that is coming to us even today in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen amen god bless you beloved for even joining us this morning god bless you for listening to our podcast always god bless you for sharing even the word of god even with somebody god bless you for subscribing we appreciate everything that you are doing what you have been doing i mean it's awesome and we give glory to god even for your lives that the word of god is having impact in the lives of the people of god even in the mighty name of jesus today i want to share a word with you even in the mighty name of the lord jesus a word i have entitled what I have entitled God your heart. I think the other time as we were praying, the Spirit of the Lord gave me this topic even to share with the people of God. Uh, it's been a word that I've always wanted to share, but I believe that this is the right time even to release the word of God even to the people of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that this is the right time. Uh, I told uh, some of you, I told you people that I was going to uh, preach a word, guard your heart, and that you should listen to it and it's going to help us. But uh, it looked like uh, the word never came. But today, by the special grace of God, I believe that the heavens are open even for us to share this word. And one of the main reasons why I want to take my time and, you know, explain this word of God even to the people of God is also because of the message I preached the other time. That is the prayer power. Because uh, somebody sent me an email and the person said that, you see, uh, most of the things that I mentioned, uh, I, I made mention of the fact that, you see, the reason why oftentimes some of us, our prayers are not being answered also, you know, as it ought to be answered is because, you see, we are manifesting the flesh instead of manifesting the spirit 
and so uh, and I made mention of certain things, you know, as it is written even in the book of Galatians, chapter number five, uh, the verse number eighteen through to twenty-two thereabout. You see, the Bible talks about the works of the flesh, and uh, I, I made mention of the fact that when we are, you know, manifesting in the flesh, it, it makes it very difficult for the Lord even to attend to our prayers. You see, like the Bible says that uh, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much. That is what makes tremendous power available. It says that the heartfelt prayer. You see, the heartfelt prayer. So I made mention of the fact that you see the heart communicates with the Lord. And you know, if 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 uh, you are somebody uh, like the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says that anger lies in the bosom, that is in the heart of a fool. So your mouth can be communicating something, and your heart is communicating a different thing. Are you with me, somebody? Yes, sir. Your, your heart can be communicating a different thing to God and your mouth can will be communicating a different thing also to the Lord. And the brother made mention of the fact that, you know, he says that, I mean, I'm struggling with some of the things that you mentioned. I mean, uh, I have a serious temper problem and I'm unable to forgive people. I'm unable to forgive. And you and I know that as Jesus Christ said, even in the book of Matthew chapter number 6, when he was teaching uh, his disciples even how to pray, uh, I think, is it Matthew 5, 9, or Matthew 6, 9, when he was, Matthew 6, 9, uh, when he was teaching them how to pray, he made mention of the fact that, you see, he says that, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who even trespass, even against us, if you are sinful, I believe, you are unable to forgive, it means that your heavenly father in heaven will also forgive you. And at the end of the day, your prayers can be hindered. Hallelujah. Because you are harboring grudges, you know, even against somebody and against the people of God. And uh, he made mention of the fact that if you are if you go and lay your sacrifice on the altar. And you remember that you have an allegation or an issue, even with a brother. He says that go and resolve that issue. He didn't even say that if you have. He says that if you remember that anybody has an issue with you, or anybody has anything against you, so you might not be at fault. The person might be at fault. And he said that make sure that you go and resolve whatever beef that you have with anybody before you come and present your gift even on the altar. Because if you come and present your gift on the altar and you know you are at loggerheads with somebody, it can be as a, it can serve as a source of hindrance even to you and I. Hallelujah. And, and, and all these things, you know, the unforgiveness, the anger, the bitterness, and the hatred, and all these things, you see, they come even from the heart. All these things come from the heart. Hallelujah. All these things come from the heart. And that is why the writer of Proverbs chapter 4, the verse number 23, the Bible says that guard your hearts with all diligence. For out of it comes the issues of life. 
what are some of the issues of life some of the issues of life are the curse of this world you know the the the, the curse of this world the issues of life you know the murder the fornications you know the anger the bitterness the unforgiveness and all these things are part of the issues of life and all these things emanate even from our hearts they come from our hearts hallelujah so there is a need the writer of Proverbs is telling us that there is a need that we guard our heart he says that with all diligence with all diligence you see you must be committed to guarding your heart you must be faithful to guarding your heart it must be something that you are doing deliberately you see the spirit of the lord will help us but there is a need that we are deliberate and intentional even about guarding our heart because it is out of our heart that these issues of life you know they come hallelujah amen so we want to talk about you know the heart guard your heart what does it mean to guard your heart i mean as a prayer person if you want to experience this prayer power that we are talking about if you want to have an effectual and a fervent even prayer life as a believer there is a need that you guard your heart it says that guard your heart even with all diligence for out of it comes even the issues of life out of your heart comes the issues of life when we talk about the heart you see scientifically the heart is a muscular organ about the size of a fist that is when you crumple your hand when you squeeze your hand you know the fist your blow what we call blow it says that that is the size of the heart scientifically those who did biology like Samir Samir did a bit of biology if you did biology even in school one of the courses that I didn't like when I was in school was science I didn't like science at all (laughs) hallelujah you know uh, the chemistry and the physics because you have to combine some chemicals you know some elements atom and protons potassium and uh, electrons and all the drones so i didn't like science at all but you see in in biology you see we we study something even about the heart hallelujah and it says that the heart is 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 an organ that is of a size of the fist that is located even behind and slightly left of the breastbone slightly left of the breastbone you know it is located just behind so the heart is is covered with some bones are you with me so physically there is something that the heart is hiding behind that is what is guarding the heart that is what is covering the heart and so he says that guard your heart there is a need that spiritually there is something that you have to do even to guard your heart as well even as an individual as a believer hallelujah hallelujah so that some of these things will not have you know their way even in your life 
and in your heart. Unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, hatred, malice, you know, anger and all those things so that they will not have, you know, their way even in your heart. So it says that God, your heart, it says that uh, the, the heart is, you know, located behind, you know, the breastbone. And it says that the heart pumps blood through the network of arteries and veins. It pumps blood. So the heart is responsible for the pumping of the blood to every part of the body. It connects. There are networks. It connects to, you know, arteries like cables that pumps the blood into every part of the body. So, you see, what the scripture is even telling us, it says that God, your heart, for out of it comes the issues of life. So, everything that, you know, revolves around us, everything that happens even in our lives, it comes even as a result of the things that the heart pumps even to every area of our life. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me at all? So, you see, the heart pumping blood to them, uh, through the networks, you know, which is the arteries, to every part of the body is also symbolic to what, you know, even the scripture is saying that we should guard our hearts for out of it comes even the issues of life. Because the heart is what brings about, that is what transfers everything that revolves around that is what you know transfers and communicates and brings about all the things that happens even in our world and in this world jesus said something even in the book of matthew chapter 15 the verse number 18 to 19 it says that but the things that come out of a person's mouth comes from the heart and this defiles them for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. Out of the heart. And these are issues of life. These are things that happens in our day-to-day -day activities. And all these things comes as a result, you know, of, 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 of the thoughts even in the heart they come as a result of the things that you know the heart even produces the heart is a very fragile part of the body you see that is why when the heart stops working your life ends when the heart stops beating you die when the heart stops beating and God does not intervene in your matter. Your life has come to an end. So the heart is a very important organ even in the life of the human being. And that is what supplies, you know, everything even uh, to, to the parts of the body. In our lives too, as believers, it is the heart that supplies, you know, everything that regards us. If we will communicate with God, if we will have a good relationship even with God, I mean, everything happens, you know, with results to what comes even from the heart. It is based predominantly on what our hearts communicate. It is centered 
set on our heart because the spirit of the Lord is shedding abroad in our hearts. God communicates even with our hearts. So our heart is a very important organ when it comes to spirituality and our our work with God. So Jesus said again in the book of Matthew chapter 15, the verse number 8, he says that these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He says they honor me with their lips. So they pray, like I said, you are praying, I mean, your, your, your lips are saying one thing, but because anger and all kinds of things lies hidden in our heart, our heart is communicating a different thing even to God. So our prayers are unable to receive, you know, speedily answers even as believers because our heart is communicating something different even to the Lord. And this has become the challenge, you know, of many believers. Like our brother has been able to open up and he shared and he's saying that, you know, he's battling with some of these things. These are not just mere things that happen. All these things happen, as Jesus said, from the heart because of, you know, because of our inability even to guard our hearts. So our heart is a very important you know, all come when it comes to spirituality and our work with God. As believers, if we will do well, if our prayers can ascend as it ought to ascend even to the throne of God, there is a need that our hearts are pure even before the Lord. There is a need that we are able to, you know, maintain that sanity even in our hearts. Unforgiveness, you know, malice, all kinds of things, all these things happen as a result of the things that goes on even in our heart. It says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth even speaks. It says, as a man thinketh even in his heart, so is he. So when it comes to, you know, even Christianity, we don't even think with our minds. Are you with me at all? We don't think with our minds. It is the heart that does the thinking. It is the heart that does the communication. It is the heart that does everything, even in the sight of the Lord. It is the heart. It is our heart. So if we will be able to overcome you know some of these fleshly activities there is a need that as christians we guard our hearts i'm telling you most of the wickedness and most of the things and all the problems that god had even with his people it was as a result even of their hearts their inability to control their hearts their inability to maintain that sanity even in their hearts I was telling uh, somebody, uh, I think uh, I was communicating with one of my senior brothers, you know, uh, he's like, he's a mentor also, even in the faith. And I was telling him that, you see, one of the things that by the special grace of God, I don't do is I don't keep anything about anybody in my heart. I was telling him that if anybody succeeds, you know, in finding a place in my heart, 
you know, for me to hold a grudge whatsoever, even against them, if they succeed, they begin to block my prayer life and my spiritual life. I'm unable to focus even on whatever that I ought to do. I'm unable to pray. I'm unable to study. I'm unable to even meditate whatsoever because somebody has been able to, you know, uh, find his way into my heart and I am harboring something against somebody even in my heart. So he begins to choke me and he begins to block me even from manifesting and doing what the Lord wants me to do. The heart, our hearts, if we will be able to, you know, overcome some of these things, we must understand the position of the heart in the lives of the believer. You see, the, the heart is a love organ, but this same heart is also a heart, a, 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 a wickedness organ. Are you with me? You see, when a sister begins to find her way in your heart, I don't know if some of you have fallen in love before, but you know, when you fall in love, you don't fall in love with your head. Are you with me? <laughs> you lose your, you, you lose control. You see that something is, when you've not heard from your beloved, it's like something is doing you. It's not just your mind. It's in the heart. You see, it's, it's the heart. So the heart is a love organ and the heart is also a wickedness organ. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17, the verse number 9, it says that, and the heart is desperately wicked amongst all the members. It says that the heart is deceitful amongst all things and desperately wicked. It says that, who can know it? It says, I the Lord set the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So that what makes us do things is even, you know, uh, because of the things that we have even in our heart. The wickedness, it says the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. Even amongst all the members, all other things, the heart. So wickedness comes from the heart, goodness comes from the heart. Everything concerning you know the believer, everything that happens in this world, whatever that we do, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the hatred, and all those things, everything is from the heart. The heart. So the writer of Proverbs says that guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of this life. I mean, we see Levi and his brother Simon. You see, they went to kill somebody because of the anger that entered their heart. They were unable to control their temper. Something found expression in it in their heart. And at the end of the day, because of, you know, something, the evil that uh, the, the son of the king did, 
even to their sister. The, the guys went and they went to kill everybody. All the males, you know, even in the town. Anger. Anger found its way in their heart. And they went to do something that they weren't supposed to do. So their father cursed them. The heart. I mean, we see Abner. Abner, the son of David. You see, raping a sister. What's the name? Is it Telma? Uh, You see, the Bible says that and the love of his sister entered a guy's heart. He began to have some kind of love for the sister. It was last, last entered his You see, the, 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 the Lord said to kill. He says that sin lieth at your door. The door of the guy's heart. You see, when you read Revelation chapter 3, I think 20, he says that I stand at the door. No, what is that door that is your heart? Because the, 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 the Spirit of God is shed abroad. The love of God is shed abroad even in our heart. He says, I stand at the door and I know if you will hear me and if you will open, I will enter. The heart. So what Jesus is even trying to tell us in this scripture is that we can lock the door of our heart. If we can lock it to the gospel, we can lock it to every other thing. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Is it making sense to you? Yes, sir. If we can lock it to the gospel, we can lock it to every other thing. But if we open the door of our heart, even to, you know, to immorality, even to lust, even to malice, even to hatred, even to bitterness, when we open the door of our heart, even to some of these things, you see, they will begin to dominate even in our lives, and God cannot express himself as he ought to express himself even in our lives. He cannot manifest himself as he ought to manifest himself even in our lives as believers. And that is what is bringing about all kinds of struggles and all kinds of things. Even in marriages of Christians, people are praying that their marriages will work by their hearts. Wives can't forgive their husbands. Husbands can't forgive their wives. People who are in relationships can't forgive one another. And a whole lot of things because a lot of things have been able to enter the heart of the people of God. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. It says that guard your heart so out of it comes the issues of life. You see, from the, the, the biology aspect that we read, it says that the heart is hidden behind, behind the bones, you know, of the chest, the, the chest, the, the left, you know, side of your, your, your breast, the chest. That is where the heart is hidden. So you can, you can hide your heart also. If you want to be free, you know, from some of these things, you must be very cautious 
of what enters your spirit. You must be very cautious of what enters your heart. You must be very cautious as a believer of what you hear. You see, Jesus telling us that, you see, it is what comes from a man that defiles him. And out of the abundance of the heart comes murder, comes, you know, fornication, comes adultery, comes slander, comes false testimonies and all kinds of things. You see, and it's all because of what enters us. What we see. Because if you have not seen a woman, you will not go and last after anybody to go and leave from the gate in the first place without woman. Are you with me? If you have not seen the buttons of a sister shaking like that, something will not enter your mind for your mind to process it, to come and store it even into your heart. And you and I know that, you see, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've, I've been in the world before. Before somebody, you see, Jesus said something. He said that if you look at a woman lustfully, you see, the reason why we have to be very cautious of our heart, you see, is because God works and deals with us based on the things that finds expression even in our heart. So he says that if you look at a woman lustfully, you have already committed the act. Because the thing has taken place in your heart already, and your heart has communicated it to me that I am doing the thing. You see, so what we see, what we hear, the kinds of things that, you know, uh, happens around us, these are things that communicate even to the mind, which is our processing device, and it gains access even into the heart. So for you to even have somebody even in your heart and you are unable to forgive the person, it means that the wrong that the person did to you, you've been thinking about the thing over and over and over and over again. To amplify it. You see, you've been processing the thing continuously in your mind. You see, in the case of Abner, you see, if Abner was not thinking about, you know, the beauty, because the sister was very pretty. I mean, the sister's brother was Absalom. And the Bible says that Absalom was beautiful. He was beautiful to look upon. And man, he was very handsome. In the whole of, you know, Israel, there was nobody who was handsome like Absalom. So if Absalom is this handsome as a man, it means that the sister is super charming. So the brother continually, you know, he, he had his eyes, like my nephew will tell me, Uncle Sir, I have my eyes on you. <laughs> so if I'm doing something, I should know that. Is watching me. <laughs> you see, if, if, if the guy's eyes was not beholding the sister continually, and if he was not processing the thing even in his mind continually, 
He wouldn't have even gained expression in his heart, even in the first place for him, you know, to commit that act, even with his sister. That wickedness. And you see, when he was done with the act, the Bible says that the guy had his heart now began to have some kind of bitterness, even against his own sister. Somebody who you see, that's why I said that the heart is a love organ and it's a wickedness organ as well. Two things in one. So what enters us is one of the things, you know, that pollutes and corrupts even the heart and causes some of these things even to have their way even in our lives. A married woman will not be extremely angry at the husband when she has not, you know, uh, gone to look at the husband's home and she has seen the text message and, you know, uh, the husband is telling the sister that you are pretty and I love you. Meet me there. You know, it, it, it will not bring any if, if the sister has not seen it, if she has not thought about it, you see, the mind is a processing device. It processes things. That is why uh, the, 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 the Apostle James, the brother of Jesus, said something. He says that sin, when it has been conceived, he says that last, uh, is it last, when it has been Conceived and it is fully mature, it gives birth to sin. And then the sin will lead you to death. So the thing, you know, is processed, then it, it is conceived, it is stored even in the heart. Then with time, the heart will begin to pursue, you know, uh, that which has been processed or thought about even in the heart and then you you go and commit you know the whatever then it will lead you even into death so what we see your eye is an input device if you are watching pornography every time the tendencies of you you know uh, Becoming a womanizer and masturbating is very hard. Because you are watching the act all the time. It's something that has entered, your mind is processing it all the time. And the thing is gradually gaining roots in your heart. You might watch it for once. But you see, once your mind begins to capture it and your heart, you know, stops it, then the thing begins to become sweet to you. It, the thing will begin to sweet you. Then every time you are watching, you are watching. Then as you are watching, the heart will begin to yell to also do that which is being done. Then you, it will begin to find us. You see, what we hear, that's why we caution believers about the kinds of music to listen to. Because if you are listening to thunder, 
the, 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 the tendency of you wanting to eat thunder is very high. Are you with me at all? You are spiritual. If you are listening to some kinds of music, you see, if you are listening to the gossips about brothers and about sisters, if you are listening to what somebody said, somebody has said about you continuously, you will begin to harbor hatred and all kinds of things, even in your heart, against your own brother and against the people that God even brings into your life. So he says that guard your heart. You must be very careful with the kinds of things that you know enters your heart, the kinds of things that you hear, the kinds of things that you watch, the kinds of places that you go to. Who you connect with, guard your heart. Some of these things are, you know, they are spiritual though, you know, uh, but if you don't avail yourself for these spirits to also have their way in your life, there is no way they can manipulate and destroy you. Are you with me? So there is a need that, you know, as believers, how can we guard our hearts? We can guard our hearts when we allow the word of God. When we set our eyes upon the word of God. It says that whatsoever things that are pure, Whatsoever things that are godly, whatsoever things that are lovely, whatsoever things that are peaceable, if there is anything, think about these things. As you begin to think about these things and you process them in your mind, it begins to have expression in your heart. So when somebody even offends you, because your heart has been transformed, it says that being transformed by the renewal of your mind. Your mind. You see, the mind is the processor. It says, do not conform to the path. I deceive you, brethren, you know, that you present your bodies uh, holy and acceptable as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. You see, do not, do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Romans 12. So if, if, if the transformation will come, the mind, you see, what, what enters us is very paramount. So the word of God must dominate our spirit. You see, we must, we, we, we must behold the word we must behold the word. It says that we all with open faces beholding in us in a glass. Second Corinthians, I think, the last verse, 18. Beholding in us in a glass. We are transformed even from glory unto glory. So if you are struggling with anything, if your heart is struggling to, 
you know, forgive even your father who gave birth to you and he didn't take care of you and he later came into the scene and all that. Your husband continually wrongs you. You know, he uh, says that uh, pray. Jesus said that pray for them that despitefully even hate you. He says if you do this, you will be looking like your father who is in heaven. And you will do better even than the unbelievers. Because if you hate those who hate you, what, what are you doing better than the unbelievers? Because they also hate the people who hate them. But if, if we allow the word of God, you see, if we allow constant meditation, if we, if we allow the word of God to have its root, in our hearts if we are thinking about the word and the word begins to have expression even in our hearts as people of god you see when people wrong us the power in the word will overcome every offense and anything that is trying to choke us and we will be able to easily forgive we will be able to forgive when we also it will be able to, you know, guard the heart and overcome everything that the heart tries to produce when we also, you know, continually stay even in the place of prayer and we ask for help even from the living God. In the book of Ezekiel, it says that I will take the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. It is God who gives that heart, heart of tolerance. So if we continually seek the face of God, and if we continually pray to the Lord, and if we continually tell the Lord even to help us in that area where we are struggling, you know, to forgive in that anger, in that bitterness, in that malice, in that, you know, uh, fornication, in that adultery, in whatever area that, you know, our hearts are struggling even to let go of whatever. If we continually talk to God and tell God to help us, He says that He will give us that heart. He will give us a new heart. He says it will come to pass and in that day I will write my laws even on the, on the tablet of their hearts. So if the word of God, you know, is dominant and if the word of God gains its root and its way even on the tablet of your heart, then nothing from the enemy, you know, can dominate the heart and cause the heart to do the things that the heart ought not to do. So beloved, as, as, as people of God, there is a need that, you know, we constantly abide, we constantly meditate, we study the word of God and allow the word even to sink deep down and gain root even in our hearts and our spirits. There is a need that we continually pray to the Lord even for help because it is God who gives the heart. He says, I will give you a heart of flesh. I will take that heart of stone 
the heart that is unable to forgive, the heart that is unable, you know, to let go, the heart that harbors bitterness, the heart that is unable to love as it ought to love. He says that I will take that heart and I will give you a new heart. Beloved, remember the Lord said to someone, He said that men look at the outward appearance, but I go, I look at the heart. So if our heart is wrong, it means that our life is wrong. If your heart is not connected as God wants it to connect, it means that everything about you is in error. So I want to encourage you, it is possible for you to let go of whatever when you begin to seek and begin to pray and tell the Holy Ghost to help you. It will help you. He's a spirit who has come. He's our comforter. He's our helper. He's our strength. He's our guide. And he will guard our hearts. He will help us to guard our hearts even with all diligence. He says that taking up the shield of faith that you may be. You see, the shield of faith is also the word of God. Because faith comes also by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And another way also that faith also comes is through praying, building up your most holy faith. Jude chapter 1, 20. It says that building up your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. So we build faith also praying. So the more you are praying, the more you are shielding your heart, the more you are bringing that shield. And so the shield of faith becomes that ring. It becomes that bone that even physically protects the heart, you know, from other stuff. It becomes that, you know, uh, bone that the heart hides behind, even physically. That is the shield of faith. So it is possible for us to let go. It is possible for us to love. It is possible for the Lord to transform and to change our hearts. And this morning and this afternoon, uh, wherever you are listening to us from at whatever time, you know, we, we, we want to pray just one prayer and we are telling the Lord that God should help you. The Lord should help us. We don't want to be like sounding brass. We, we don't want to be making noise in the place of prayer. We don't want our prayers, you know, to just be noise making. And at the end of the day, nothing will happen in our lives. We want to experience that life transforming power that, you know, even comes out of prayer. So we are lifting up just one prayer that, oh God, my Father, empower me. Empower me to study your word. Empower me to pray. Above all, oh God, my Father, give me a new heart, a heart of flesh, a heart of flesh. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice in the next few minutes and begin to pray. Let a heart of flesh be released unto you and I. In the mighty name of Jesus, let a heart of flesh be released unto us. In the name of Jesus, let the heart of flesh be released unto us by the power of the Holy Ghost. 
let the heart of flesh be released unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the heart of flesh be released unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the heart of flesh be released unto me in the name of Jesus. Father, help my heart, O oh God. Let the heart of flesh be released unto me even in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Beloved, God bless you for listening to us. We want to encourage you to share the gospel. Even with somebody, let somebody be blessed. Even from the hearing of the word. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. And a happy new month also to you. May the Lord cause this new month to be the best for you. Even in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week on Wind of Revival podcast. Like what you had so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Head on over to your email and email ajimansakwadiakwame at gmail.com.